morning. This is The Vulture's Nest on 2SER, your weekly cultural criticism show. My name is Fiona Pepper and joining me in the nest this morning are fellow vultures, Jen Carnavale. Morning. And Andrew Popel. Good morning. Now, they can't walk or talk, but they can cause a stir in the media. Babies, a.k.a. Kim Kardashian's offspring. How can a baby possibly be controversial? That's up next. But first... Are soap operas on the way out because we get enough gossip in our real world via social media? An article in the UK Guardian this week, Why Soaps Can't Compete with Facebook's Continuing Drama. This is in response to popular UK soap Coronation Street's ratings dropping below 5 million for the first time in the show's 54-year history. And back in Australia in 2013, we saw Channel 9 dump Days of Our Lives, which had been airing for 45 years. But the research isn't conclusive because the drama is still playing out in the diner and down at Yabby Creek because Home and Away still manages to pull 1.5 million viewers a night. While its poorest sister on Ramsey Street has seen a reasonably steady decline in viewings. We blame, blame a lot on social media, such as our inability, inability to communicate without it. Can we now blame Facey for the ratings drop in soap operas? I say we can. Because back in my prime soap watching days when I was a teenager and I would watch a solid hour and a half of soaps after school, and I'm not ashamed to admit it because I feel like most people did, right? (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Sometimes. (laughs) But that was pre-social media. All we had was ICQ and a dial-up internet connection. Now I struggle to imagine maintaining focus for that long on weak storylines and bad acting simply because I now have this incredibly distracting force, social media. And I don't necessarily think this is a bad thing. You know, once upon a time, we put up with storylines that dragged out over weeks and weeks because we had no alternative. Now we get bored quicker and maybe we demand more from our televisions. What do you guys think? Was this demise inevitable or can we blame Facebook? Isn't it amazing that we're blaming Facebook or we're actually talking about how social media is taking us away from the television and and getting us in contact with our friends again. Oh, Mark Zuckerberg, you you evil, <laughs> you evil, evil dictator. <laughs> a, a bit of this argument sort of smacks of, of that sort of Luddite argument, the new technology taking over the old and, and therefore it must be bad. But it, it also sort of feels a little bit like the, uh, you know, the first human standing over the last Cro-Magnon with a club in his hand, <laughs> laughing maniacally. But, you know, the evolution we obviously get something out of both mediums and we're just, we're choosing. We're choosing which one we want to dip into. Uh, I, I haven't watched soapies for ages, so I, I can't say I'm particularly missing them. Uh, is anyone else worried, though, that this means we may not get another Craig McLaughlin and Check One Two? I am. Uh, are, are, we, are we allowed to say Craig McLaughlin and Check One Two on 2SER? I, I think we are, just this morning, though. Okay, didn't have to believe that. <laughs> what do you reckon, Jen? I think it's a natural progression for people to move away from those type of things because, like you said, like let's be honest, most of it is bad acting and kind of rubbish storylines that are regurgitated every six months or something. And, you know, when I was younger as well, it was dial-up internet. It took forever. Your options for entertainment, they weren't as great unless you were going to actually leave the house. You know, now you can see a thousand things. I think it it might be Facebook, but I think it might also just be the internet just being a, having access to good, good shows, good acting, you know. 
And, and things that you like. Less options, you sort of go, well, I could watch Neighbours. I guess I'm interested in that, you know, but... Is it uh, too much of a a kind of rigid format now? You know, like the fact that you have to watch it at 6pm or whatever for half an hour, you have to sit through a ton of ads. Have we kind of evolved from that as well? You know, it hasn't, I think the problem with soap operas is they probably struggle to translate online. We, Mm -hmm. if you wanted to watch them on demand, you've got an awful lot of homework to do because that's kind of two and a half hours viewing that you have to do. And 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 it's not necess- necessarily the most kind of engaging drama. Um, mm. But it is interesting to see whether, you know, social media has tapped into that same need that we that, that what we want of just seeing how people, other people live, you know, like sitting around in a diner or and down at the that, beach. Yeah, and people that are more relevant to you because usually you're friends with people who are similar to you. So it's like just following your own storyline that you actually have interest in instead of having to ignore three quarters of the show because you can't relate to a 70-year-old man who's lost a fishing rod or something. You know, like mm. it's, it's a lot more interesting. It's a very passive engagement either way if we're just sitting and watching. I mean, I think about, you, you talk about, Fiona, uh, having to really invest our time. And I mean, even with friends, if I don't catch up with someone for a few months, you need that catch up what's been happening. But when we're very passively engaging, we're, we're, we're just becoming viewers. Mm. Uh, I wonder if we're going to lose something, though, if it does just switch to social media. Because one point that's made in the article is that social media is is highly coordinated and filtered nobody's putting up the drama i mean but home and away neighbors i'm assuming the coronation streets of the world they didn't shy away from the really murky depths of suburb the suburban milieu and we're not going to get that on facebook nobody's going to nobody's going to talk about their really really bad stuff they're just going to show you their holidays their new babies and they're they're going to avoid the things that make really, really juicy commentary. Mm. But do we need the purpose that they served? Um, all the soapies of like, you know, if you were in like a small town area and you didn't have that much access to outside stuff and they'd have a character on there that you weren't familiar with and it kind of showed people that, oh, this type of person exists and this is what they do. And But now because we're so exposed... Even though on Facebook, um, like you said, it's, I mean, it's completely true, Andrew, like everyone's posting happy, chipper things. But I think we're all also really aware of all the toxic crap that goes on and we don't necessarily need it in our entertainment as much as with the soapies. Yeah, I think once upon a time, uh, soap operas were a social commentary. You did have the teen pregnancy or, mm. you know, a gay character or black character or whatever, holy crap, the kind of <laughs> stories that we are covering. But at this point, I, I don't think that soap operas could ever be kind of breaking through kind of cultural barriers. Um, so that's a big shift because once upon uh, once upon a time they did. Um, I also think there's something in us wanting to consume a lot of reality TV and that comes, you know, with our obsession with social media. Like if maybe we're less interested in naturalism and and characters and those sorts of things because we just want to see real life. What do you reckon, Andrew? I I actually uh, go to the opposite extreme and think, if we think of soap operas less as a a genre and more as a way of interacting, I see, and I have to admit I don't watch a lot of reality TV, but Mm. I see that interaction moving into the more high drama or high action. Mm. So an action show, a thriller show, a, a political drama, 
you look at something like House of Cards, it's not just the political drama now there's the personal drama and we want we've got that soap opera interaction but we've got it in a world that allows us to escape it allows us to go somewhere else you look at the the dc and marvel comics universes it's not just about people in spandex anymore Mm. it's about the soap opera drama of their lives um so i mean there's definitely something in reality tv i'm just not the person to comment on it yeah yeah. And, and maybe we want to learn something when we're watching tv you know, if we're, you know, if we're going to commit to a TV series, we're not going to kind of do it passively and just, you know, we happen to watch mm. this soap opera at a particular time. We actually want to go, I want to get the box set and watch it each night. And now I'm an expert on Baltimore or whatever. Yeah, well, like you were saying before, um, Fiona, about how, you know, soapies, six o'clock each night. And, and now I don't think that's how people view things because things are changing. People work whenever they want usually because, you know, our time is spent differently. And if you are going to invest in watching a show, most of the people I know, it's because someone's told them it's really good. It's not because they've just sat in front of the TV and, you know, scrolled through some rubbish. They don't want to invest hours and hours and hours into nothing anymore because they don't have to. So what why is Home and Away still successful? You know, is it? I don't know. Well, I mean, to, to, to be pulling one one and a half million average on average yeah. one and a half million viewers a night that is successful. Um, you know, you see other Australian dramas like Gallipoli that um, went to air this week, which you know didn't get close to that, mm-hmm. which was which is a high quality drama, a lot of money, like big production values, that kind of thing. Mm. Uh, it's interesting. Why do we want to kind of keep watching people sit? on Palm Beach? Well, I don't know. Maybe it's because it's like the like for a lot of people in Australia and possibly overseas, it's the Australian fantasy of living a beach life and that would appeal to them more than uh, other soapies perhaps, like Neighbours, where it's kind of a bit more reality but not exciting enough to be reality nowadays. <laughs> Whereas maybe they're watching it for the escape of just seeing the beach and going, oh, one day, mm. possibly. Maybe it's not dying. Soap operas aren't dying, they're just sick. And or it's, it's your favourite music from whatever era, only a certain number of bands survive and are still making music. So Home and Away is the one that's that's going strong, but people mm. don't have time for all of it. They're just going to stick with that one because it it gives them something. I I think also uh, Home and Away is like it's a routine that like if you watched it as a teenager, then your children your, or your grandmother watch it. You know, like it, it is it is very ingrained in people's behaviour. Do you um, think? That's so bizarre to me to think. But I didn't have like a big soapy family. Like watching, I, I don't know. My I, nonna loved them, don't get me wrong. But um, <laughs> still. You know, I've got friends on soaps and, you know, f- uh, following them on Instagram and people's responses, you know, please like me and please follow oh, really? me. There's that fan base which you kind of go, wow, it still exists. Mm. And, yeah, it is going as strong as ever. Can we clarify, you've got friends on soaps as in you know people that are on them, not I watch them and I feel like they're my friends. They're in my life. Yeah, let's just clarify. They're actors. (laughs) (laughs) They exist. Yeah, and I call them by their real name. (laughs) Yeah, wow, the privilege. (laughs) You're listening to The Vulture's Nest on 2SER. Up next, we're talking about hashtag Baby Yeezy Bulletproof Fest. You'll find out what that is in a couple of minutes. Uh, But first, here's Bonavista Social Club. Oh, please say hashtag.
This is The Vulture's Nest on 2SER. I'm Fiona Pepper and I'm joined this morning by Jen Carnavale and Andrew Popel. So, controversial babies. Kim and Kanye dressed their child in a bulletproof vest to attend a fashion show. And now it's making headlines. Surprise, surprise, for all the wrong reasons. Jen, what's going on? Well, like every week, like you said, Kim Kardashian's in the gossip news, this time for posting a picture of her little 20-month-old North in the navy... Blue bulletproof vest, courtesy of her fashion designer husband, Kanye West. Of course, like you said, people were up in arms. Bloggerverse, gossip columnists had a field day calling her everything they could imagine. Little comments which seemed harmless. Put that baby in a purple tutu, wrote one commenter. Uh, apparently that, that'll solve some problems. Um, can this child ever be a normal girl and just wear some colours? Give her a pink bow and they go on and on and on. Basically all these comments said the same thing. You're a bad mum and babies shouldn't be wearing this. This of course reminded me of Australian Yumi Steins who got called everything from an irresponsible mother to my favourite, not a Yumi mummy by Darren Hinch for taking her six-month-old to the Paddington Bear premiere in Sydney in nothing but a nappy. Columnist David Campbell called the move a fashion faux pas, which to me is the most hilarious way you can describe a toddler in a nappy. Now, I know we love gossip. People love it. We've picked apart every part of celebrities from their eyelashes to their toes, but it seems that nothing is riling up people as much as a baby at the moment. Now, I'm not sure if it's boredom or the natural progression from critiquing mother to child, but when did we all become so outraged by six-month-olds? Are we just looking for an excuse to teach people a lesson? Fiona, what do you think? Yeah, this, I I think the thing with parenting is everyone's an expert. And even when you're not a parent, you feel like you're an expert because you were once parented. Uh, So it's really hard to bite your tongue. I mean, uh, Kim Kardashian and Kanye's putting their kid in a bulletproof vest is pretty obnoxious. You know, I, I kind of see it a bit like those uh, an extreme version of the stickers baby on board Mm. that you see on the back of cars where it's like is should I all of a sudden start driving differently because I (laughs) you know you have a baby in that car like Mm -hmm. are they saying your child's precious but my child is more precious and we have to protect probably but would you expect anything less from them do you yeah. know what I mean? Like their whole their whole career, well, her career is built around shock and celebrity and gossip. And so it's kind of like I get that people want to view their opinions about how Little North should have a pink bow in her hair. But at the same time, I don't know, it's fitting for who they are, I think. I've seen the pictures. Would And do you guys agree? Would you have known it was a bulletproof vest if it wasn't advertised as one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I to be honest, it did look like one. To, as soon as I saw the picture, I was like, it looks like... It didn't... I don't know if I'd know it's a bulletproof vest, but I would know that it doesn't look like a comfortable thing for a child to wear. That was the first thing I thought, mm. to be honest. It looked kind of... It didn't look very child-friendly. And do we know... Was it was it a reusable nappy with a with a pin? That you mean, st- no, oh. no. It was a um, disposable nappy. Because I'm, I'm just trying to get to the bottom of, of the whole fashion faux pas, like... I know. Children's, <laughs> children's fashion. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I think the, the the big thing here is children are innocent and, you know, they are being put in clothes against their will, all that kind of thing. So it totally is a reflection of the parents. So it is, that's when we all go, it's an outrage um, that they should be putting, you know, if mm. Kanye and Kim want to be outrageous in their celebrity life, then they can, but to kind of drag their children into that as well. I mean, we saw similar things with Michael Jackson's children, mm. all that kind of thing. Um 
But at the same time, we if a if a celebrity has a baby, all we want to do is see that baby. We're, you know, mm. it's kind of this massive contradiction. No one screamed at the Angetti's calendars when they were in a mm. giant teacup. And I was like, please think of the children, that scalding hot water, the caffeine, <laughs> this and that. If the child was dressed in pink, we'd be like, well, you're gendering it too much. Mm. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> with the, Sorry, but with the comment about the bow in the hair, it's like, well, if she was constantly wearing bright pink every day, there would definitely be comments about that. Yeah. I mean, I suppose it's we... If if we're addressing children, it's like we want to be on this very like stay in middle ground. We don't want any extremes. We don't we don't want a bulletproof vest, and we don't want to see them with little clothing. We just, we do want to see them in the purple tutu. But mm. but yeah, can eccentric parents go? Actually, no. I want to put my child. Well, they are the parent. They can do whatever they want. But I think when they're in sort of well, yeah, <laughs> to some extent. But when they're in. The media, I think these things are going to happen no matter what they do. People are going to have an opinion. But it's just that attitude of let me tell you how wrong you are and what you should be doing. And I just feel that it's becoming more and more popular for people to um, not attack the child but attack the parent for their child. Like, it feels like children are being thrust far more into the media now more than ever before. Like, I understand Kardashian, you know, that's her life. That's going to happen. But with Yumi, it just felt as though it was such an innocent thing and it was a hot day in Sydney. She took her baby in a nappy because it was probably crying because it was uncomfortable. And that turned into all of these things where people expected her to apologise. And it's just absurd. That's the beauty of the internet, though, isn't it? I mean, right. we're, we're arguing about the fact that people are voicing these opinions so broadly. <clears throat> Not that they have them. These people always had these opinions. Mm. If those photos went up in the social pages, people would have sat around at back backyard barbecues or over the water fountain saying, I can't believe she did that. But they didn't have this mm -hmm. worldwide forum for it. And, you know, the egalitarian internet allows everyone to publish mm. and get a, get a forum. And are we commenting more than we would if, say, someone rocked up on a red carpet in a bulletproof vest, you know, or, or someone rocked up on the red carpet an adult rocked mm. up in the red carpet in a nappy. You know, like in terms of the argument of we've always got, we've always got a, we've always got an opinion when it comes to parenting. Right, you know, we just yep. always have an opinion. Well, there was a model in the um, the little <laughs> bulletproof vest. It's just such a ridiculous image that the baby's wearing. Um, there was an adult version. It was on the catwalk for Kanye's show. So there is a model wearing the bulletproof vest that got near nothing in terms of media or outrage or commenting and they were just like oh he's just commenting on aggression but look at the baby and mm. it was just i get north is far more interesting to mm. people but you know, do you think that thing. when um kim and kanye step out of the house that's what they're that's what they're after yeah i think so because that's what they they've built a lot of their life and that's where their money comes from but that's what i mean there's no way of of um you know, it's okay for that, but then it's not okay for you, me, and it's kind of like, where do you draw a line, mm. if any? Are we are we bashing a mum who's just taken her baby to work, though? I mean, we've got a Productivity mm. Commission report come out. The the world is a Twitter, or the Australia is a Twitter, or, you know, a Facebook, or <laughs> talking about the Productivity Commission's uh, findings on childcare, and the whole point is to try and get parents going to work, and we want to facilitate that. And Kim Kardashian is a mum. She's taken her baby to work. We forget that celebrities, their work is being celebrities out in the public sphere. 
is the child really in danger? Do we think they're going home and sitting her at the end of the rifle range? Mm. Kanye makes music and apparently he designs clothes. Is it so bad if at home, you know, she's watching daddy at a sewing machine? And, and I don't know what Kim would do if she works from home. I assume she's just on Facebook a lot, <laughs> posting mm-hmm. photos of herself. But, I mean, the baby's in a bulletproof vest. I don't think there's any suggestion someone's shooting at it. I don't know what the home environment's like, but they're, they're just celebrities working. But, but then it comes down to uh, when is it appropriate to bring your child to work? You know, and that's what a lot, you know, we've got this whole childcare debate. It's not like I want to be able to bring my child to work. Like I realise that I can't bring my child to work. And I, and I think that goes hand in hand with some of this outrage of going like the kids in a bulletproof vest and is at a fashion show, which is like, is a very kind of adult event. Like, is that appropriate as well? I mean, Yumi Stein's taking her child to the premiere of Paddington Bear. Sure, it's a kid's movie, but it's it's not the premiere of, you know, I can't think of a movie. <laughs> a very a inappropriate horror. movie. Kill Bill or yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, I think as well, just to quickly bring it back to what we were talking about before with um, is Facebook replacing um, soapies and things. These are the new soapies. Mm. Kim and Kanye are the new soapies and people would get angry at soapies. They'd go, I can't believe so-and-so slept with their kids, brothers, sisters, whatever. This is the new soapy, you know. People are outraged this week and they're going to blog about it and talk about it. And Life's a soap opera. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you've been listening to The Vulture's Nest on 2SER. Uh, Stay tuned because up next is So Hot Right Now. Rosalie